This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Fivetran. The next big idea that transforms your business is out there. When you bring data together from all different teams, tools, and sources, you can start to see the bigger picture. Fivetran makes centralizing data as simple and reliable as electricity. No matter the source of your data and no matter its destination, Fivetran is your secure and reliable data pipeline, automatically centralizing your data to uncover valuable insights. Your next big idea is out there. Find it with Fivetran at Fivetran.com. Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is A Date with Dateline. It took us about 13 times to get a successful opening. Finally did it. This episode is season 26, episode 12. It aired January 12th, 2018. It's called The Women and Dirty John. It is about the podcast called Dirty John. It's hosted by Arlene King, Keith. Um, so this episode, oh, we are back to our regularly scheduled formatting where I recap, even though my voice you can hear is still a little. It's sexy. uh -uh. It's Um, sensual. It's sensual? It's sensual. So, Um, by the way, this isn't about the podcast, Dirty John. This is about the actual case dirty about Dirty John. Right. It's not about the podcast. But they talk about the podcast. There was a podcast that was very popular, so a lot of people already knew this case. Oh, yeah. I did not because I had not listened to the podcast. Katie had listened to the podcast. Yes. We should say that straight up front, that I already know everything because I listened to the podcast. So you went into this kind of blind, right? Totally blind, which is foreshadowing later. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, great. Let's get into it because I want to know. And I'm not going to try to tell you anything you don't know when you're doing the recap. So this recap is solely of the Dateline episode. Well, I know. Episode. I've seen the episode now. So, But yeah. you don't know everything. I guess I don't know the things they didn't talk about in the episode. Honestly, I think that of all the episodes, we could have had this in a two hour. There's plenty of material to cover yeah. for two hours in this. But I'm happy we're back to hour because there's not as much filler. And as Keith Morrison says on Twitter, he said, one hour episodes are like driving a really fast car. He said that? Yes, he did. He's great. You know, he loves the analogies. Can he just come and talk about my life? I want, I feel like my daily life would be more exciting. Yeah, yeah, she went to the fridge. Mm -hmm. Would there be milk? (laughs) And if not, could she find the energy to go to the store? Is she forgetting she's lactose intolerant? Yes. This could be a dangerous combination. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be like that. We all do. Okay. That should be a fundraiser for charities because people would give a fortune to have him follow them around. He was on, what was it called? Ways, right? Ways. He was on Ways. Okay, let's skip ahead to the plot of this episode. So Deborah Newell is a successful lady in her 50s. She lives in Orange County. These are my people, but they are reluctantly my people. I left them as soon as I was able to. But you did grow up there. So this does give you some personal insight into the case. I am embarrassed. I usually lie about it when I'm asked at parties where I'm from. I do. (laughs) do, But where do you say? I'll say Virginia and then leave out that I... (laughs) 
I'm giving you an eye roll of the highest order. Because how long did you actually live in Virginia? Nine years. Okay, that's fine. But if you had lived there for, you know, till you were a year and a half, that's unacceptable. But nine years yeah. is decent. So you, you can say Virginia. Okay. Okay, so you're taking back the eye roll. Yeah. I take it back. Kind of. I take it back. So Deborah lives in Orange County. She has two grown daughters who vet every guy she meets because she does a lot of dating. We only meet one of the daughters. And the daughter's name is Tara. Deborah and the daughter Tara, they're both blonde. They're both... Um, white blondes. Yeah. Really well they're, done white blondes. Might I just add that in? Yes. From the get-go. They, yeah. they look like real housewives, but there is more to her than meets the eye. Yes. Which is a pun for later. Deborah, the mom, meets this guy online, Dr. John Meehan. He is a doctor who does Doctors Without Borders. He's very charming. He's basically, like, perfect. He's kind of handsome, I guess. Not really to me, but I guess he looks kind of Ken doll handsome if in you're an older in your, man. Yes, if you're guy. in your 50s, generally, and because my mom is a widower and has dated men online, I can say that if she came across his profile, yeah, he's a catch. He's 6'3", 6'2", or 6'3". He's a big guy, and he sort of is built. He has but kind of a body. But can we discuss why men in their 50s would feel the need to do a shirtless selfie like that because they're proud that their physique still looks good this is going back to a friend of ours the other day i'm buying i'm helping her husband buy a suit and when i asked his waist size she says oh let me check the pants okay it's a 38 but they're a little tight so that's about normal right because most men have like a dad belly or whatever and then he immediately texts me and says there's no way it's bigger than a 34 <laughs> so and he is now just turned 50 so i think that that's a thing with guys that they oh yeah but this is midlife crisis age it, so this 100%. is also it just it it struck me so much it reeked of the uh geraldo rivera selfie the shirtless which if you haven't seen it I haven't like seen i it. don't google it I'm telling you don't because it's one of those it's like Requiem for a Dream you don't want those images in your brain. You can't see the last 20 minutes. And yeah. you cannot unsee this selfie of Geraldo Rivera in a towel no less so low on his hips. You can see the the hip the bone. The hip bones, the thing. indention, yeah, the indention yeah, on yeah, yeah. Geraldo Rivera and it is just it's unnecessary. And that's a giant red flag for me. So the daughters don't like Dr. John immediately, which is, again, a warning sign. You got to listen to those people in your life that know you best. Drives me crazy on Dateline when they don't listen to the people that know them. So Deborah is in love. She's blind to it. He is perfect. He gives her back rubs. He listens to her talk about her day. They go for walks on the beach. They're basically living in a Viagra commercial. In yeah. the moments when they're talking about the side effects. That is their life. They might as well like throw a stick to a dog and the dog catches it in the park and then runs back and then they laugh. And they and... have a golden retriever, by the way. Yeah. Oh, in, for the... real. Oh, they really do? I don't think they yeah, talked about sounds... it in the episode. I'm just, yeah. That's But there was right. one. Yeah. The mom gets really mad that the daughters are being so mean to John. She picks John over the daughters, disinvites them to Thanksgiving. She separates them. Deborah and John have been dating for two months when they go to Vegas and secretly get married. 
doesn't tell anybody. Again, that's a warning sign if you cannot tell your family that you're married. Christmas time comes around and they decide to still celebrate with the daughters, but John has to stay in the other room. This killed me. This is like the Brady Bunch when Marsha and Jan are not getting along and they have to put tape down the room. You stay on your side and I stay on my side. What is going on? But of course, John doesn't stay in the room because he's a troublemaker and he's pushing buttons. He messes up Christmas and Christmas is ruined and Tara, the daughter, is crying and it's very sad. So the daughters just really hate John and they're super suspicious. They think it's weird that John is borrowing Deborah's car to drive around, but he says when he was out of the country doing Doctors Without Borders, he was robbed and they broke into his house. I don't know. They, he makes it sound like they like stole his entire house. They just lifted yeah. up his house and took it on a flatbed truck or something. Yeah. And they stole his car. He has no possessions, basically, because they took everything. Okay. So Deborah thinks this seems perfectly logical. But to Keith, it sounds like a bit of a shaggy dog tail. <laughs> I had not heard that one before. Did he say that? Yes, he did. Oh, I missed it. That's great. A shaggy dog tail. So the daughters, this seemed like a bit of a jump to me, but they are that suspicious. They buy trackers to put on the mom's car. But I was pro the snooping. Even though it seemed like a bit of an extreme jump, I was still down for it. I thought the sisters are very smart. I like it. So the trackers show that John is going to a lot of doctor's office for very quick visits. They think drugs are involved somehow. They think he's like going around town collecting drugs. Right, because what does he say he is? An anesthesiologist? Correct. Okay. But he's not going to anywhere long enough to actually do a procedure. Right. He's really just hopping around town. The daughters want to know why he wears scrubs everywhere, even in non-appropriate situ. Like, it seems like he's wearing it as a costume to show off that he's a doctor. And also, his fingernails are so dirty. And they want to know, how can he be a doctor? Because you got to scrub. Right. I've seen on Grey's Anatomy, they go at it for like 15 minutes. They scrub raw. Oh, they yeah. scrub their hands. Yeah, yeah. So Tara has this dog, Cash. Cash is very cute, but we take this side jump into Tara's life, and it's a little bit of a detour, especially for an hour-long episode. We watch Tara at her job. She was in cosmetology school, but she chose to work with dogs instead, grooming dogs. And then I'm like, oh, she could be my best friend. And then her favorite show is Walking Dead, and I love Walking Dead, so it's like we could totally be best friends. Deborah is now married to John. She gets goes through the mail and she sees this letter that seems very suspicious to John and she opens it. Now, Keith did not like this. He gave her a look and goes, you opened his mail? Keith was not happy. And I would like to talk to Keith's wife, find out what Keith is hiding in his mail. Has she ever opened his mail? Has he gotten mad? Interesting. So Deborah opens this letter. It's from a man in prison. And John tells Deborah that the reason this letter came is because he's pen pals with people in prison because he doesn't just do charity with Doctors Without Borders. He also is trying to help the correctional institution in America. I think he hits every charity around town. Yeah. Well, he makes every bad thing that comes out, he flips it into like the best, most altruistic thing that it could possibly be. He doesn't go small, he goes huge. 
you carjacked a car? Well, I carjacked that car because I'm actually infiltrating the gang system in L.A. so that I can take it down from the inside and I'm getting out the youths and putting them through college to get them out of gang. That's why I carjacked that car. Yeah. Um, so the daughters hire a private investigator and he finds out John is not a doctor at all. He used to be a nurse. Now he's just a criminal. Never was in Doctors Without Borders. He's an ex-convict. He has arrests for stalking his previous girlfriends. He has some drug convictions, just tons of stuff. So the daughters, of course, tell Deborah this, and she confronts him, and he explains that it is not him. It is a different John Meehan. That's simple. And the reason that there are mugshots of him is because he was set up or framed by some unknown person. He, I mean, and Deborah's like, that's cool. I buy that. He might as well have told her that he has an evil twin. Yeah. And she'd be like, that sounds plausible. I saw it on Passions once. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't understand how this woman who's a very successful businesswoman, she has multiple businesses, can be that gullible when it comes to men. Well, I think the reason is, and they say it probably 5,000 times, I I almost started counting. She's in love. She's in love. (laughs) She's in love. Like it's a disease. She caught the love. Yeah. And, but you know what they also kept saying is her thing that she kept saying was how well he treated her. Oh, yeah. So, like, even though all these lies, he was still treating her exceptionally well. Right. So, someone's lying to you and they're these huge lies, but the day to day, he's still buying her flowers constantly. I think by treating her well, she means he is a giving lover. They do. That is true. But it's also that he's do running errands for her. He's making her dinner. They'd go for those long walks with the dog. That kind of stuff that she really craved and wanted in a partner, he's giving to yes. her on a day-to-day. It's a Hallmark card. Right. And that's what she wants. And she got it, except that then she got this it's huge lie. other stuff. She's believing it because she wants to believe it. She says that 90% of her doesn't believe it, but the 10% that believes it is so strong. Right. And loves him so much and is also probably getting better sex than she's ever had is willing to take it um one of the daughters finds an investigator's name in john's paperwork they fully go through his stuff and they find this investigator and this investigator's been looking into john for years john is his white whale dennis lucan or loken yeah yeah So he leads them to John's first wife, whose name is Tanya, between Tanya Harding at the Golden Globes and this Tanya. Mm -hmm. This was the week of the Tanyas. So in the late 80s, Tanya met John and married him. They have two kids, but quickly it goes to hell. She realizes he's been lying to her all along about multiple things. He's cheating on her with a bunch of different women. And then she's like, you know what? It's kind of weird that I've never met John's family. He didn't even invite them to our wedding where I had a glorious 80s dress with huge poofy shoulders. Yeah, she did. Let, Let me call his mom. I've never met this woman. So she calls the mom and the mom is like, girl, I'm glad you called. I've been waiting for your call. I knew you would call. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dolores, by the way. Dolores is like, I'm going to spill the tea on my own son. Tanya, take a seat. 
because I have some stories to tell you. Dolores says her son is a liar. He's a cocaine dealer, drug user, drug trafficker, the whole nine yards. So Tanya finds drugs in the house. She thinks he's stealing them from the hospital because he's now a nurse at this point. She turns him in and then he snaps and turns on her. At first, he was like he was with Deborah, treated her like a princess. Then he snaps. He threatens her with, with her life. Crazy. And then Tanya remembers she's watching the wedding video, and this groomsman makes a joke about how John's nickname is Filthy John, which over the years became Dirty John. I think Filthy's better because of um, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yeah, exactly. I prefer that. Uh, the investigators find out that John supplied the opioids that killed his drug-addicted brother. So that's potential suspicious death number one. Right. He was also alone in the room with his very sick father, who suddenly died. Suspicious death number two. He also has a habit. What his shtick is, is he goes online, he finds rich women, he romances them and steals their money, and then when they break up, he terrorizes them, he stalks them, and he threatens to kill them. That's his deal. So we're now in the present tense, and Tara is finding all this out from the investigator, and the investigator's like, get your mom away from this man. He's incredibly dangerous. Meanwhile, Deborah bought a house near Las Vegas where John could live so that he could live separate from her family, which is insane, it's insane. and not normal. That's insane. I feel like the mom is being gaslit. She's being tricked by him somehow. That this is all normal behavior. If she were to go back a year in the past and the present Deborah would say to the past Deborah, okay, so in a year you ha are separated from your daughters. You don't even speak to them. You are married to a man that you knew for two months. He's lying to you, but you accept it. And you also buy him a house because he can't be near your family. What would you tell your future self? Right, exactly. Take a step back and look at this behavior. The daughters are still investigating. I love these daughters are like really going. Would dips. you consider them going deep? They are going deep all the time. <laughs> all day, every if day? You listen, all day, every day. If, if you, you listen, listen to, to last week's, week's podcast, <laughs> you'll understand uh, how important those phrases are. No, they're like the two chicks on Cold Justice or... Um, Cagney females. and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey, thank you. You're welcome. Tyne Daly was on that, yes. So the daughters are investigating. He was apparently arrested just a couple years ago in Laguna for stalking this lady. And... They find out he has this Laguna office Laguna is space. also in Orange County, everybody. Laguna Beach everyone, is also in Orange sorry. County. Laguna is Laguna Beach. Everyone knows that, right? That's How would everyone know they? that? Because of the TV show Laguna Beach? Come on. That was a while ago. Because um, of the TV show Orange County? Do they live in Laguna Beach and the TV show, the OC? No, they. I think they live in Newport. Oh, that's it's funny. Right, Newport is right next to Laguna. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, Sorry, I was talking insider knowledge there. Sorry, I guess. sorry that that was exclusively. I was I was name dropping <laughs> exclusive Orange County info. The insiders. So he has this office space, and I do not know how they get in. I was kind of curious about that. If they just break in, or if he hadn't paid the rent on the office space, so they're able to just go there. But the daughters find the office space that he has rented, and there's zip ties, cyanide. And guns in it. It's not the daughters that find it. Yeah, the investigators find it. 
the police oh, actually okay. find it. That yeah, makes yeah, more yeah. sense. So this information gets to Deborah and the daughters, and she's like, huh, why do you have zip ties and cyanide and two guns? And he's like, I have a great excuse for that. I have MS. I've never mentioned it before, but it's really bad and I'm dying. And the pain might become so bad that I might have to kill myself and I'm going to take some cyanide and do it. So that's why I have the cyanide. Don't worry about the zip ties or the gun. I could use the gun to kill myself, I suppose, but I've always preferred cyanide. Now, finally, Deborah is like, that story does not make sense. And Keith, he says, John's story didn't ring true. Not even to Deborah. Oh, Keith. Keith Ew. was pretty nice to, to both uh, Deborah so nice. and Tara. Keith was He was really... delightful to Tara. Yes, he was. Um, and she deserves it. So... Deborah finally reconciles with her daughters now that she realizes the error of her ways, finally. And she reads all the paperwork and she gets freaked out. She files for an annulment on the marriage and that's when John flips on her. So this is terrible. He sends nude photos of her to her colleagues and her clients, which is, they brush over it. That is like the, I can't even, I can't even imagine that sort of violation. And then he sets her car on fire, the beloved Tesla. No, not I'm the assuming. Tesla. Not the Tesla. It's not the Tesla. She it's has a different a, car. She has a Jaguar. <laughs> it's a Jaguar. So he she sets, sets on the fire. Jag on fire, but he does a really bad. Wait, does she have the Tesla and the Jaguar? She at the has same a Tesla, time? a Jaguar, and a Range Rover, I believe. Holy crap! I think she does well. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he sets her car on fire. He threatens her life. So she goes into hiding. She buys a dark wig. She stays in hotels. She drives a rental car. And she does this for six freaking months. I cannot even imagine. I don't know if she was working at that time. If she was just just really just hiding out. They should have all taken a siesta and gone to Glasgow. They deserve know? a vacation too. I think she deserves some quiet time with herself to reflect. What about like in the woods? But then what if they'd found he had found them in the woods? That would have been scary. Yeah, woods that would have been dangerous. a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah, woods stay don't away. go in the woods. Stay away if from you're the being woods stalked. if someone's stalking you and threatening you. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Stay in metropolitan areas. Yep. So I didn't know where John is during these six months. Like who is funding his lifestyle? Vegas. He's, and he's how does he have Henderson. money? She's mm. still paying for that house? Oh, yeah. And then she gives him $10,000 to basically do a rehab on the house. I'm using that in quotes. But basically $10,000 to kind of live. But he's got scams. We'll talk about it. That's true. I just felt like there could have been things that he could have been arrested for because he was threatening people and he set her car on fire and sent the nude photos I know there's not a lot of laws about stalking and it's really hard for police to do anything until it's too late, but they were able to put him in jail a lot when he was doing the same thing to Tanya, especially for the drugs. Could it have been, well, then they had proof of drugs, but then could it also have been because with Tanya, he had two children. So is it possible that he was threatening the children? It could be something. There's also- No, he was arrested for the drugs. He was arrested because he had a gun and he was on probation. Oh, there Which we now go. we know he had two guns in his office place, and he is still, I'm assuming, a, on probation. So there's lots yeah. of things that I think he's violating. They could have put him away from little charges and put him at least in jail of some of that time. Is that you know? also could be the part of the reason that he's in Nevada? 
and not in California because it's out of jurisdiction. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. These are it's good. Possible. These are very good. Or in Nevada, do they just let anything go? No. I don't, I don't know. This is a very good question, though. I like that question because I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So one day in August, we meet this 14-year-old girl named Skylar who's badass. And she is in Newport. She hears a woman screaming, blood-curdling screams, and runs towards the sound of the screaming. Now, I don't literally don't know very many people who would actually run towards the sound of screaming. And Keith even points that out. But Skylar was taking a junior lifeguarding class. So I think she was feeling extra empowered. And so she goes for it. I would like to point out that when I was Skylar's age... I had to have my mom come and pick me up at Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, because I made it 10 minutes into the movie and got so scared that I had to leave. Of the witch? Um, yes, of the witch. Meanwhile, Skylar is running towards the sound of someone being attacked. Can I just say that I want to be Skylar when I grow up? Yeah, she's... Skylar's awesome. She's pretty amazing. We should also say so, this is at her apartment building, where she's hearing yeah. these screams. So Skylar goes to the parking lot and sees a man stabbing a woman and there's blood everywhere. The woman being attacked is Tara, the daughter. She was getting out of her car in the parking lot and John appears out of nowhere and says, do you remember me? And then just starts attacking her. And he had his trunk open like he was trying to shove her in the trunk. She thought he was punching her with this bag, but then it turns out that the bag had a knife in it. And I didn't quite understand how is he like stabbing her by swinging a bag at her with a knife in it? So I think he comes at her with the bag over his hand. Do you want to know right now what the bag was or do you want to know later? You could tell me now. It's a Del Taco bag. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Del Taco is bad and it's Taco Bell for the win. Every time no, Taco Bell for the win. dead wrong on that, but that's fine. We can agree to disagree. Taco Bell does not serve crinkle fries. We need Ugh, to just, all right. I don't need the fries. We're going to transplant this conversation. They have a Mexican pizza. But I think he came over with the bag, his hand in the bag with the knife in it and then just started stabbing through the bag. I think he through was- Through the bag. He just didn't want her to see the knife any seconds earlier than she actually saw it. So okay. I don't know what his it's plan very was. Strange. The plan was, yeah. well, no. I'm glad it's it wasn't like a good plan for Tara's sake, but it's so. Daylight. It's daylight and it's not a parking garage. They're on a roof. It's a it's roof parking lot. It's outdoor parking yeah. on a roof of a building. They're not yeah. inside the sub subterranean thing. That's no. crazy. All right, go ahead. So he puts his hand over her mouth and she bites him. Good for her. Good girl. And then her dog, Cash, is there and he's barking and biting John's ankle. So they're both just like biting him. That's great. Which is awesome. Um, Tara is on the ground and she's able to kick at John and she kicks the knife out of his hands. She grabs it and she stabs John first in the head, like the top of the head, and then she stabs him in the eyeball, which is amazing. And the reason she thought to do that is because of The Walking Dead, which is so cool. But then they show The Walking Dead and they use a really old clip with Andrea. And I was like, (laughs) I was finally at this point in my life where I had forgotten that Andrea was on the show and I was so much happier. And then it kind of brought me back to that place. And I was like, oh, yeah, Andrea was on that show. And when I left off watching the show, Andrea was still there. Oh, God, you were so behind. I'm years behind. Years I'm behind. I'm years behind, yeah. 
fine. Okay, but Andrea, I did not enjoy her, so I wish they had shown someone else. But can we all agree that Tara should get to meet Norman Reedus or something? She should get to she be on get the to show. Meet the whole cast. She should get. She to should be get a like cameo. Yeah. Yes. So Tara is a badass, basically. And also, I've always wondered, you know, like when you carry your keys between your fingers mm-hmm. and you're supposed to go for the eye. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like I don't know if I could do it because it's so gross. And I just felt like I don't know if I could have that strength. Did this make you feel like it, it did? I felt like if Tara could do it, like she gives me the strength to think that if I was in danger, I could do it. Absolutely. She is my hero. So Tara calls her mom from the scene and she's sobbing and she's hysterical. And she says, I'm sorry. I think I killed him. I'm sorry. Which shows, come on, she has a really, really nice heart. And then my girl Tara, this was when my heart just expanded multiple times for her. She's now my girl Tara. She totally does, and I told you so. She has the presence of mind. She's just been attacked and just stabbed a man in the eyeball, and she digs at her mom. She's like, didn't I tell you this was going to happen, mom? Didn't I tell you he was going to come after us? And I was like, yes, Tara, do it. If I had been telling my mom for years that someone was going to kill us and then he tried to kill us, I would do it so much if I was Tara. I would like get a skywriter to (laughs) skywrite. I told you so, mom, all over Orange County. (laughs) I would would go nuts on Deborah. I'm sure Deborah feels really bad. I think she loves those girls. He, she just made a really bad series of mistakes. Um, so John dies from the attack four days later. And Tara's recovering in the hospital, which, fun fact, is the hospital where my dad had his hip replacement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you find that so funny. Fun fact. But I recognized it. I think also because I thought you were going to say it's the hospital where so-and-so was born or something. Like, <laughs> said, my dad had his hip replacement. Where my did. Where my mom had her nose job. Like, I wanted it to be. <laughs> my mom did not have a nose job, She everybody. did not have a nose job, um, but it would have been, no. but it was funny. So we asked if he could, we could bring Huck there, our golden retriever, and we were harshly denied. But apparently, if you've been stabbed then you are allowed to bring your dog Cash with you at the hospital. But also so Cash... different rules, I guess, Okay, but for Tara than for my dad. But Cash is a mini Australian Shepherd. So Cash is a small dog. And Huckleberry is probably one of the largest dogs that I've ever met. He's a large <laughs> gentleman. He is a very he is. large he is. dog. He's a so big... I think it might be a weight limit issue is yeah, what I'm yes, thinking. Probably. More than a slight on your father. In his condition. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So months go by and the police are not saying anything. And so Tara and um, Deborah seem to think that they're going to get in trouble. Like Tara is going to get arrested or not. But it seems extremely clear. And even to the cops, I wish the cops had just told them. Because apparently the cops right away knew that it was self-defense, clearly. But they don't kind of put her at ease. So for a few months, they're kind of dangling there going, is my daughter going to be arrested? Well, they should tell her right away because they they talk about in the episode that there's an open trunk of his car, right? And the stuff that they find. So what do they find? So they find in his car a ton of knives, a ton of zip ties, 
duct tape he went and did and got the stuff from walmart yeah he did he didn't have a balaclava or a burner phone like that's basically all he's missing yeah, maybe a tarp much. i don't know if he had a tarp i'm sure um, he had a burner phone he had a he was like dexter ready oh yeah she was going to die that day if she did yes. not do what she did it's really clear also as someone pointed out on twitter you never go to a second location literally fight to the death right to not be taken to a second location because it never goes well at the second location. Exactly. He also had his passport with him. Right. So he was probably going to do some killing and then some fleeing. Yeah. Then he was headed down to Mexico. Oh, he's totally a Mexico guy, huh? He's, he's lazy. Like, I'm just going to hang I'm just gonna out head on the down beach, to the border. Just drink margaritas all the time. No, it's three hang hours out away. With my, with my hombres there. No, it's more like I'm going to score some Oxycontin. Remember, he's a, he's a pain pill addict. That's true. So, mm -hmm. so they eventually say that it's self-defense, and it obviously was. Tanya, the first wife, has to tell her daughters, and that's kind of sad, but they're doing very well despite John being their dad. They're young still. I sincerely hope that nurture takes over from nature on that one. And Ta Tanya seems like a very a hardworking, decent mom that's really going to help her girls, and they seem yes. lovely. They, they showed she a picture. She seems very level-headed. Yeah. They are gorgeous. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be fine. Support for them. Support. Yes. Think positive thoughts. Yeah. So poor Tara has PTSD, of course, of course, for what she's been through. But she still takes Keith to the parking lot where she was attacked. It's very sad. Like, you can tell how hard it is for her to be there. Yeah. We end the episode with Cash and Tara on the beach. And he's running with the ball and he's on the beach. And it's he's so happy. He's living such a more full life than my dog is, who just sits on the couch. He deserves a good full life. He's a good boy. Yeah. And so that's the episode. What did I miss? What do you have for me? Well, you did a really good job of recapping what Dateline did. But let's okay. just go over a few things since you haven't heard the podcast, what Dateline led left out but the dirty john podcast left in by the way for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about the dirty john podcast was a huge it's like been voted on the top list of everything for 2017 it was a huge hit it was number one for a while on itunes it's a it was a big deal a big release by the la times and it's i think seven parts six or seven parts so what the the podcast had that i thought you might find interesting first of all the other daughter's name is jacqueline Ah, thank you. You're welcome. And she's talked a lot about in the podcast because she was the hardliner. Tara was the softball. Tara was the one that was kind of wanted to really like John and tried. And mm. and Jacqueline was like, no, Jacqueline's the one that instigated a lot of the investigation stuff. Interesting. They also left out another major character who was. Well, I thought the other. I thought Jacqueline was dead the entire time. That was my OMG moment. Was that this other daughter was not dead? No. Because they kept showing the same photo of her and they kept zooming in. So it was really grainy. Right. And just saying the other daughter mm -mm. didn't. And I was like, oh, she's dead. He killed her. Shocking. They got me. They did get you. I'm jealous. Oh, a lot of people on Twitter Ugh. were like, this other daughter must be dead, right? That's why they're not showing her. The other daughter's told, I have a bad feeling about this other daughter. And then a lot of people were like, you guys got me. Where was she? Damn. Fully thought she was the one that was attacked. And also, I could be wrong, but I think that Jacqueline is the one that's interviewed in the podcast and not Tara. Well, people on Twitter were saying they were glad to hear what Tara finally yes, looks like. Yes, because Tara Tara's not the one focused on more in the podcast. Like I feel like Jacqueline is the one that you actually hear her voice. 
So do we have any idea why Jacqueline didn't appear on Dateline? I don't know. I wonder. Uh, there's another character that I was really surprised. The, um, there's a nephew that's kind of treated like a brother. And mm-hmm. they don't talk. I think, again, this is the two-hour thing. But he was the one that actually had a major altercation with John and first hired the private investigator. Oh. So he was a big part of it. And then mm. also the important thing was that his mom, Cindy, who is Deborah's sister, mm-hmm. Cindy was actually killed by her husband in a domestic <gasps> violence dispute. The husband literally walked in the room, put a gun to the back of her head and shot her. Oh my God. And then shot himself in the stomach. <gasps> yeah. So So this happened when? Uh, when Shad, sorry, his name is Shad. Um, I think he was a kid. I think he was maybe like eight or nine. And now he's like in his 30s or something. So it was a while ago, but still it was her only sister. It was right. her sister Cindy. And so it's part of why the family is so hyper vigilant. Right. This is also why I would recommend listening to the podcast because they go quite a bit into that part of it and the the psychology. Also, obviously, Deborah has a huge problem with guns, period and violence because of what happened to her sister so it's a weird thing that she would be trusting so trusting of or this let guy. any of those things slide right like at the first sign of violence of those things right but they go into it and they also talk with deborah and the deceased cindy's mom and she's a trip mm. she's got really? her oh yeah because she kind of forgives the husband for shooting her daughter it's a whole i'm not going to go into it because it's long and convoluted but that is a really interesting part of the podcast that Dateline just, they had to either leave it all in or cut it all. So I get it. It's not really part of this story, but it's interesting. So the one, the other thing I thought was interesting is he met Deborah online two days after he was released from Orange County Prison, by the way. Oh, jeez. Two days. He just jumps right into it. And Deborah also found on their computer, after all of this, she found on his laptop in the house near Vegas he had been chatting with three different women on the day that he they got married. <gasps> so that's why I think how I think he was getting a lot of money is I think he had multiple scams going all right, at once. Right. And apparently there's some website called datingpsychos.com and there are pages upon pages about him, how to avoid him and what he did and all this stuff. So that's going to be a good one. It reminds me of that episode, um, The Mystery Man, you know, with that girl that was dating that guy who was British and said he was a spy. No, what? We watched it together. It's a dateline. And it's a, like this gullible lady and she's dating this British spy. I remember spy. that. I remember. I remember. Oh, no. And it turned. Yeah. So watch that episode if you're interested in that sort of story and how someone. Uh, she's a nurse. She seems like she is smart. But then. But then. So watch. Th- it, you watch that episode if you're interested in um, the mystery man. I think it's called. Oh, I watch. It's a good one. I want to rewatch. And then the other thing that I thought you'd find was interesting was their first date was actually horrible. And they don't go into it in Dateline, but they seem to make it seem like they got along great from the beginning. The first date, after he takes her to Houston Steakhouse, which I thought was funny. Houston's is kind of yeah, a big they ma- chain. That's where is they it, went. Is it expensive? Yeah. Because Keith says that the bill was really high it, and it, he paid for it. It would be like a $50 entree if you got a steak, you know, gotcha. something like that. And so they go to Houston's, they go back to her penthouse apartment, and he basically flops down on the bed and is like, I could stay here forever. And she gets weirded out and kicks him out. <gasps> and then two to three days, and she's like, no, I'm done with this. He's another jerk, whatever. Two to three days later, he starts texting her and calling and being like, I'm sorry I did that. I don't, I've been under a lot of pressure at work or whatever, and worms his way back in. 
Mm, go with your first instinct. Go with ladies. your first gut. Also, the apartment they rented in Balboa Island was $6,500 a month. $6,500 a month. Yeah, that seems right. They also had a safe where they kept all the Birkin and Cartier bags. Oh, my gosh. A safe for purses. Oh, my God. It's, it's crazy to me. It's, cra- it's crazy. And that was a big thing when they were trying to go through the divorce is he was like, I'm taking you for everything you're worth. There were like a lot of going back and forth because she actually, Dateline doesn't go into it, but she left him one time and then there was a few month period where she hid and then came back to him and was with him for a while and then hid again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Deborah. She really, I mean, they lay it all out in the podcast. I don't know why she didn't see any of this. Ugh. It's just like the first thing that I thought was off, especially if I had a lot of money and a lot to lose and a business that was mine. She has her own personal yeah. business. And I looked it up. Several on Yelp. businesses. Yes, several businesses. But I looked up Ambrosia Design. Yeah. Good Yelp good. review. It's decent. Oh. What do you have on your end? What's first on the docket? I did want to say that I did the music at the end of Dateline change or did I just stay long enough to hear it? It's like a xylophone. It sounds like that song, somebody that you used to know. Do, 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 do. It's very Maybe like, they're creepy, trying to copy the creepy mu- doll playing a xylophone. They might be trying to copy the music from Dirty John. Dirty John had like a specific kind of music that That's they possible. played at the top of the show. So That's it could possible. be something like that. So can we do B-roll Bonanza, please? Yes, please. What do you have? So Tara is driving her car for like everyone half is, the episode. Everyone is driving cars in this episode. Good Lord. What's what going on? is going on? I don't know. So Tara, first we're behind her. The camera's behind her, mm-hmm. which I always think is a creepy shot. It's like, girl, someone is in your back seat. Look out. And then the cameraman is in the passenger seat filming her Mm -hmm. and i'm just like why do we need both shots did they stop and make her pull over the car so the cameraman can jump into the and then there's a third one which i have not seen before on dateline the camera is where the speedometer is looking up at tara's face yes through, through the, the wheel, outline of the, the wheel. Out, the, I think the producer probably thought it was like a Hitchcockian shot. Yeah. Very creepy and dramatic looking up through the wheel. It's like looking up her nose. And then there were shots of the mom doing her business, which is good. They craft the narrative with these B-roll stories sometimes. Sometimes they're pointless, like the driving. I'm just a little confused about why they chose driving so much for Tara when... Orange County is literally filled with beautiful places that you could shoot. Yeah. But you know what? She was probably pretty specific about where she wanted. She probably didn't want landmarkers showing exactly where she was. She's probably got a lot of stuff going on with her. I mean. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, oh, also, that was something interesting. He was stabbed more than twice. Dateline made it seem like he was only stabbed twice, but she stabbed him like 15 times. Wow. Like all over shoulder blade. She was just going for it. She did say she was wailing on him. Yeah. And also, Skylar, the the 14-year-old girl, it's not that she was watching. She made it basically just in time when she finally, because she heard it from her apartment. So she ran all the way down, yelled at her mom to call the cops, ran, 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 ran saw at the end of the action she saw him stabbing and by the time she got there he was already dead she had rolled him over it was done so she was actually assisting tara with her arm had like a muscle exposed it was a deep slash she had and so she 
had a beach towel and was like pressing it on her and being like, when's your birthday? What's your name? Doing oh, all that I stuff. I wanted to hear that and stuff because they show the dash cam footage of her walking her. And I was like, are you using your lifeguard training, And it turns out they, ha- they had the same birthday. It was really good. It was a really sweet. Friends forever. So, yeah. And also her name is Skylar Sepulveda, which I felt like <laughs> just sounds like a superhero. Really is Skylar Sepulveda. Skylar Sepulveda. Awesome. Yeah. I hope they stay in contact. I want them to be friends. Uh, Yeah. Even though Skylar is a teenager. Well, I hope Tara goes to her graduation and stuff. Yeah. That would be sweet. Let's let's make that happen. Let's pretend that that happens. When Skylar becomes a full lifeguard and gets her lifeguard award certificate. Or maybe Tara gets her a little dog when she turns 18 or something. Oh, okay. that would be really cute. I'm making up okay, my own precious moments. I love it. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. With American Express Blue Business Plus, earn two times membership rewards points on the first $50,000 you spend to help evolve your business. One point per dollar after that. We're getting started and we're seeing Albert's fruit stand going hard. He's selling bananas, mangoes, strawberries. Oh my goodness, he just bought five blenders. That's double points. Straws for double points. Cups for double points. This is amazing, John. We're watching this fruit stand evolve into a juice bar in real time. Terms and cap apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash blue dash business dash plus. Uh, quote of the week? Yes. There is one that confused me quite a lot. This would be one of those mark it down on your bingo card for confusing metaphors. Yeah, got it. Um, in the beginning was desire, natural human desire for connection, for love. And so she aimed her arrow at that online ocean of intimate strangers. So, so, and they're talking about, so Deborah, so Deborah has the arrow, but Cupid has the arrow. You don't shoot your own arrow. I feel like we could have gone. Towards people you want to win. I'm so confused. I feel like we should have gone with a full ocean analogy. I feel like we should have opened with in the beautiful waters of Newport Beach, California, someone looking for love, blah, 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 then turns her gaze to the ocean of the online, right? Right, right. It's the shooting of the arrow. Her aimed her arrow because but you, Cupid's if not I mentioned. want to get a boyfriend, right. I don't take arrows out of my quiver no. and shoot them at men. I would ask the little naked baby, mm-hmm. Cupid. He does the arrow shooting. Cupid does the arrows for you. Yes. I feel like it's a it's a very confusing metaphor. You are not wrong. It's a confusing okay, thank metaphor. You. Thank you. Um, we also had a marmalade sun beating down on the parking lot of a rental apartment complex in Newport Beach, California. That's a little forced. That's a little... A marmalade sun. It's gorgeous, right? But what is it beating down on? A parking lot of an apartment complex. He needed to save marmalade for a different episode. This could just be the California sun. It did not need to be... Yeah, it doesn't... Oh, boy. Okay. doesn't exactly work. And then other favorite was Keith goes... What's that old expression? Till death do us part? That was mine. Okay. That was mine. What? Like he's never heard that expression before? Like he's forgotten it? 
what is that expression? Oh, the one that's in every single wedding we've ever heard right. since time began. But, oh, it's some rare expression. I don't think that, that qualifies. It doesn't qualify as an old expression. I was waiting for it, too. When he said, what's the old expression? I was like, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be one that's old and that is kind of rare yeah, and a, that we have not heard of. A horse never comes to water unless you or oh, whatever. Oh, that you know, is. What? Because yeah. he, it's, he's trying to conjure it in his mind. What is that? Let me think of it. How could I? F- Let me think. Oh, it's the same one that you hear every five seconds. Every time you, yeah, are at a wedding. I didn't forget it. There's no way you could forget it. Yeah. Oh, Keith. Keith. Did you have precious moments? My precious moment was the was Skylar and Tara at the end. Oh, I, I like I liked that the best. The precious moments were few and far between in this. I li- I liked it better that there was a teenage girl that ran for help. I love Skylar, but I don't know if that's a precious moment. I didn't have it does because I want to be her friend, okay. and I hope her mom is proud of her. I think her mom is. Pro- She's got. She better be. It was hard because you're so frustrated the whole time. What about the dog staying by her side? That was a precious moment. The the shot guarding of, the hospital bed. Did you see the shot of her in the hospital bed yes. with the dog on the lap? Yes. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, Cash was yes. a winner. MVP losers. Um, MVP definitely Skylar because she said that there were so many people just walking around, nobody was doing anything, Ugh. which is amazing to me. She said she's watching all of these people just out and about. Walking their dogs like they're not hearing these screams. And she said there are screams like that she's never heard screams like that. Where you know someone's in danger. It's like they say if you're being attacked, you're supposed to yell fire. Exactly. And not rape because people won't come. People won't come. If they think you're being attacked. And this girl runs towards the danger and doesn't even say, Mom, you got to go see what's going on. She says, Mom, call the cops. I'm going. Yeah. That is a... I'm telling you, it's her junior lifeguard... Really? Made yeah. I think so. I think well I think she had it in her mm-hmm. all along, but then she has now the class behind her, so she's feeling empowered. But I think she was a warrior to begin with. Yeah. I think she was born a warrior and now she is a trained junior lifeguard warrior. I buy it. I also okay. do you think Tanya gets a little MVP in this? Because the minute she found what they described the little cedar box filled with fentanyl yeah. or filled with the drugs, she breaks it off and is like, I don't know this yeah. man. It did not take her two times. She was I done. feel like wow. thank you. What what about yeah. did you have a different MVP? I had Skylar and I had Tara. Okay. Tara is a good MVP. She did stab him through the eyeball. She's Tara Warrior Princess. Yes. Brands unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. Um, what about Walking Dead? I think they're yeah, happy that was... with this. They feel happy with this exposure they got. Walking Dead came out looking like a gem. Yeah. Yes. Even the, with the Andrea clip that they showed, mm-hmm. who was one of their most least liked characters, mm-hmm. it still came out good And for they them. talk about it a lot in the podcast, her watching Walking Dead. That wasn't just something for Dateline. She was really a big fan of the show and is kind of one of those zombie apocalypse people. I love it. Like, it makes me love she her might more, not but that's watch, just not the impression I got. She might not watch true crime anymore. I wouldn't. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, yeah. I would. Don't blame her. Um, Joan Rivers Fashion Police. Honestly, I had nothing written down. I have one thing. When Keith is walking with her, mm. Tara, his outfit, it is what I would call George Costanza's morning mist Yes, it is. Outfit. Yes, it is. It's all that soft gray blue. Yes, mm-hmm. it's soft. It's a sky blue sweater. Mm-hmm. It's very, very light jeans. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell if they were jeans. They were so light blue. They're jeans. It's like a, a light gray wash denim. They're great. Yes. Yeah. And then his gray converse. Perfect. 
it was a very soothing outfit call for it. Tara's time to go to the emotional parking lot. I think we can also call it California Beach Class. Definitely. Just, that's Definitely. what it was. He he did well. Yes. Good job, Keith. You He's a, an appropriate dresser. Yes, he is. If nothing else. Yeah. Titles. Yes. Yes. Um, I didn't have really great ones. I had Tara driving a Spike Lee joint. Huh? Um, cyanide for all your MS needs. Jeez. Dirty fingernails, dirty mind. Um, more to him than meets the eye. That was good. I did good. And then the best one, I think it should just be called a blind eye. That's because great. he's stabbed in the eye, and freaking Deborah turns a blind eye for twenty-seven thousand red flags. Right. I think that's so, great. That is perfectly okay. fitting. That was excellent. Thank you. Okay, now you. I've got. Cash prize fighter, because of Cash the dog. Yes, right. got it. I've got um, love is blind, deaf, and dumb, just because, oh. yeah, I got upset. And then I had something, I was trying to go something with falling into the toilet. I had something like falling into the filthy John. I was trying really hard. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know where that where that came from. It's fine. And then I have your favorite, which is a terrible crime. Oh, God in heaven. No. <laughs> she doesn't deserve that, Katie. Tara was a really strong warrior. She doesn't deserve your puns. Uh, but she it could have been a terrible crime. She That's true. She prevented a terrible crime. <laughs> and then I had... Crime. Okay. The, the, that pun the is a terrible is crime. The beast is Dara's Ready? Newell the wed never again. <laughs> My God in heaven. <laughs> Because of Deborah Newell yes, is her last yes, so Newell yes, Lee yes. wed. Yes, yes, I get it. I wed. I win. You you think you win. I win. You're so proud of yourself. I just want you to be happy. So thanks. That's just it's fine. Doesn't Take see, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> seems like you, seems like you want to bring me down. <laughs> See, I'm not supportive. I'm so sorry. You're right. Good job, Katie. Thanks. Good answer. That's fine. Good answer. Good answer. Sheesh. Okay. What is Twitter telling us today? I'm excited. Do people have stuff to say? Yeah, they were into this episode a lot. Good. Um, because people, yoga- I'm sure, were invested because of the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and to Stefano, what percentage of zip ties are sold for legitimate purposes? Like three? Yeah. I'm going to say like three. Yeah, I'm going to say like three. I have some in my house, but I didn't buy them. They are just like in my toolkit right, exactly. for something. I never purchased them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still makes me feel suspicious, though. Yeah. Jay Fun Friendly. How do you get married without knowing facts about where your spouse works? It's like me marrying my husband without going to one NBA game live or watching on TV to verify he plays for an NBA team. It's totally true. I like that she thinks she has an NBA husband. No, that's like, good. I like that too. Can you imagine? And he's like, she's like, he's told me he's in the NBA. He's on this team called the um, Dogs. I haven't heard of them, but They're it's a the good wild team. Dogs. And he's only five seven, but I'm sure it's totally fine. I'm sure it's I fine. just haven't gone to a game yet because the tickets are always sold out because it's so crowded. They're so popular. Um, one chiclet. Deborah is a successful entrepreneur who married a man in an untuck it shirt in Vegas two months after meeting. Do you know what an untuck it shirt is? An untucked shirt. 
yes, the shirt, the like, are made to be untucked. Like that's their whole thing. Yeah, that's Apparently, that's what she thinks of John. You've also got to that- you've got to see that picture. Have you seen that picture? It's both of them. She's in like pants. She's not even dressed up. And they're sort of for the wedding. Yeah, they're both sort of standing side by side, holding rings and looking uncomfortable. It's not great. Really? Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, she knew something was wrong that she should not be doing that without her daughters. Oh, no. Fried squirrel, take a shot every time Deborah ignores the red flag. I would say don't do that because you're going to pass out. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Alcohol poisoning. Yeah. That's a good, that's a fast trip to the hospital. Don't do that. Um, you're a lamb. My spirit animal is the way Keith says boundaries. <laughs> they go to the therapist and the therapist says she needs to separate and he goes, having rules, boundaries. It's like 10 minutes long. That's hilarious. It has so many vowels in it. Perfect. He adds vowels that don't even exist. Good. Um, Loki persisted. I would totally watch a weekly crime fighting drama starring Tara and Skylar. Absolutely. But I kind of want Skylar to have her own that's called Skylar, Junior Lifeguard. Yeah. I think it could be her full name. I think it could be Skylar Sepulveda, colon. Junior Lifeguard. Junior Lifeguard. Yes. And then there's a big red lifeguard crop, like a thing. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. Yeah. MTV2 would buy that And I also think it could be done in sort of a Veronica Marsy style. Yes. Don't you think? Because they're in high school in Veronica Mars, but they're kind of like Uh mini adults. I think that would be like a perfect. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to rewatch Veronica Mars. I was thinking that. Oh. Dateline Divas. I feel like a good question for Keith and Josh to ask Dateline people is, did the dog like, insert perp name here, if the answer is no, guilty. Exactly. Can we just get a good dog like Cash to sniff out these people? I feel like Cash already knew. I feel like at Christmas, Cash was growling like, whenever he would like go for a drink, Cash would bark at him or something. But the Golden Retriever, strangely enough, stayed with John. The Golden Retriever stayed with John. And then much later in the podcast, you find out this is like 10 months later. They have to go pick up the dog at the pound because he dropped it (gasps) off. He's a bad person. He's an evil soul. He is an evil black eyes. Oh, my God. Sorry, You know what I'm talking about when I say black eyes. Yes, I know. Yes, yes, yes. Honest sinner. Are we really talking about dog grooming in a one hour show? So people were pretty mad. They were just not having it. Yeah, I get it. They were mad about The Walking Dead because they didn't know that it meant something. And they were mad about the grooming. They were like, save it for a two-hour episode. We don't have time for that this time, Dateline. But we did. Um, We did have time for it. We did. And I liked it. It made me like her a lot. Yeah. So just so many tweets about how great Cash was and how he saved her. Everyone is just like, that's why dogs are the best. Good for him. That dog deserves a medal. Except for Nikki Wentling, who says, Dateline's crediting the dog for saving his owner's life, but she did the work of stabbing that guy in the head twice. Okay? Thank you. And I was like, thank you, Nikki. Nikki." Yeah. Nikki's our new best friend. Because you love dogs. Because she gets it. I love dogs. I love dogs. But that dog did not save. But that dog did not save. He he probably helped distract him a little bit so that she could get the knife. Maybe. But we don't. But honestly, she was kicking and fighting for her life. She did the hard work. And it's not like Skylar heard the dog barking and came running. Skylar heard her screaming. Exactly. So it wasn't even like the barking stopped him. Yeah. So let's. Or the biting. Let's get real. Cash helped. Like Ron Weasley. So sure. like Ron Weasley occasionally does something good, but it never really actually saves the day. Exactly. But it's nice to have him there. Absolutely. Okay. So ratings? 
Oh, this, how many cell phone pings out of five? I'm giving this a 4.6 cell phone pings because the story <gasps> is amazing. Wow. But I might be biased because I've seen the podcast. So I was just yeah. excited because I yeah. knew this story was good. So yeah. and I'm has, a little lower. I'm like a 4.2. So think about it. It has a good ending. The victim in this is an evil person. Yeah, that almost never happens. Right. Where you leave, like, you're satisfied and you're at peace. Things worked out. Yes, it worked out. Tara is still alive. Everything is good. She's friends with her mom again. All is good in the world. It was an actual happy ending on a dateline. Yeah. Did we have uh, anything in the news we want to talk about? We don't, except for watch for some upcoming changes. Actually, there is a little Easter egg in this episode of a possible thing we might be doing. Yes, something soon. Something that's coming. That I I dropped a little hint. I wanted to just read a couple things from Instagram in our mailbox. This we never. I never read from Instagram. Usually, Twitter's where it's at. But Cindy Boxer, who has chickens named after us because she's awesome, she found this ring on Etsy or on Instagram, and it's this silver ring that's like a swirl, and it's engraved, and it says, "I am enough." And she I said we should buy it for Dennis. <laughs> Here's a question. If we made Dennis is enough t-shirts, who would want one? Let's just put that out there. If we did Guys, that. would you would you think Dennis would want one? Dennis might want one. Dennis I is not a t-shirt Mank, man. Dennis is not a Mank t-shirt man. Might wear one when he works out or something. Yeah, Andrea might think think it's cute and sport yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It has to be very fitted for her. Yeah, we'll get a cute. We'll get some different styles. Um, I love that. And Auber 2000 heard about us for 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 crying out loud. Uh, we've gotten some new people from for crying out loud. And she was listening to us and she laughed so hard she had to run to the bathroom twice. So we have full control over this woman's bladder. And that is the ultimate compliment. <laughs> that is the ultimate. For a podcaster. That is. That's what you want for sure. Or spitting out a drink. I would say a spit take is also a, a spit really take high is compliment. As good as we like any that. sort of fluids unexpectedly is Gross. what we're going for <laughs> okay or eyeball juice it was the like way, crying it was just the, you just start spontaneously liquid coming out it's the way you said fluid that just sort yeah of, i know i was gonna say liquids fluid. and i picked fluid yeah. and fluid is just way grosser of a word it really and i is. don't as i was saying it i was like why am i picking fluid well, also so is saying eyeball juice just say tears <laughs> i just said you said eyeball juice all right on that note Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a review. That's the most important thing that you could ever, ever do for us. Besides giving us money on PayPal, you could do that too. That'd be cool too. And uh, don't watch alone. Watch with the other sister and tell us where she is. Yeah, give us an update. Jacqueline, where are you at? What's up with you? Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.